Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Ups and Downs. That worked really, really well. That's right. We are here to have a good time and we are here to be positive. Pete, I'm only reminding you because sometimes people watch this show, they go, I can't believe you were so kind. There ain't nothing wrong with being kind, but don't mistake my niceness for weakness. I'll still clock you one. Hello, my name is Simon Wad Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And that's right. We are about to get on the train of love and we're going to drive it into the station and take this, the finger of power, and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Don't know about you, but I'm quite excited because it's full gear this Saturday or Sunday. John Moxley doesn't know. But let's find out if this show is any good as we up those down. <laughs> So you cannot say that AEW doesn't give us top-tier matches on Dynamite because the first one this evening was Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho taking on Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. I mean, that is a lot of star power. It also ties right into their respective groups and we're going to have this four-way at full gear for the Ring of Honor World Championship, I tell you. This Blackpool Combat Club, they are obsessed with their elbows and they're obsessed with taking their bow and just smashing it into people's faces. Because straight away, Danielson and Claudio was like, should we do it? Yeah, should we do it? And they went with the bow. Castagnoli was also doing stalling suplexes like it was nothing. He's so strong, I want somebody to come and give me answers. Chris Jericho is such a wonderful asshole. Because last week, Sammy, when he was taken on Brian Daniels and had gone boop and gone after his eye, somewhere Rey Mysterio was like, something bad has happened. So what did Jericho do here when he needed to turn things in his favor? He went after Brian's seeing device. Worked very well. The Jericho Appreciation Society also did their pose at one point, so they must have touched the right analog stick. And there was this one time where Sammy Guevara chopped Brian Danielson. He was like, nope. But then was some shenanigans with the referee. So Christopher got Floyd the baseball bat. He just smacked him right in the face. Damn it, you shouldn't have done it. We then went to town on the American Dragon for a while, and Ring of Honor commentator Ian Riccoboni had a really good line, where he was all like, oh, look, Chris Jericho is becoming everything he hates because he's now a great ROH champ. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And around this time is when Brian got his mojo back. He just came flying out the corner. He made the hot tag to Claudio. And as we know, Castagnoli has one of the best hot tags in the game. And my homework for you today is to go out there into the real world and say that sentence to a normal human being. Claudio Castagnoli 
as one of the best hot tags in the game and they will look at you like you're scum. He also hit this springboard uppercut that was absolutely stupid and just as he was going for the big sing, ha, the tag klaxon went off apparently some strange animal entered the room. Cause Sammy stopped that and took out Danielson with a dive. So Jericho was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna lock Claudio in the walls. When all of a sudden Danielson was back and he broke that up with a drop kick. What? This is when we reverted back to Brian and Guevara. So they had a brief stare down cause they did fight seven days ago and then they just got back into it. And do you know what Sam did right away? <laughs> went after the eyes. I was laughing because I'm a very disturbed individual. They got even more crazy because we had the bell locks, we had GTHs, there was biting people, there was a super cutter, there was a lion soul. And eventually everybody ran into everybody else and they all fell down. It's absurd. It all led to the Blackpool Combat Club making a tag. And while it kind of looked like Jericho would be able to do as well, he was like, nah, I'm going to go for Floyd, which was the biggest mistake because Claudio stopped that. He gave him the big swing. He locked in the sharpshooter, and if you can believe it, Chris Jericho tapped out. I didn't see that coming. My face was all like, oh, I can't believe it. It probably means Claudio's not winning the weekend. Also probably means Jericho is, but it doesn't matter because it planted those seeds. And also, this was just so damn good getting it up. Quick video for MGF versus Moxley, given they are men eventing full gear. They made it feel like a big deal. When we had another video where Darby Allen was in a body bag and then he got out of the body bag and he's in a car with Sting and he was like, wait, weird. We also cut to Jay Lethal and his crew and Jeff Jarrett after this. And Jeff was all like, oh man, Sting, we've been fighting for ages and this weekend we do it one last time. And I was like, I like to believe you, Double J. But the last time you said that, I probably thought it was the last time. As it turned out, not the last time. Despite all my criticisms with this recently too, I can't lie. Now we have got here. I'm so damn excited. Just didn't think this would ever happen. The Acclaimed then debuted their new music video. I'm just gonna say bless Bless their cotton socks. They are the best. You just gotta go and watch it because not only was Paul White in this as Captain Insano, which is insane, because that is a character from an Adam Sandler movie of about 25 years ago, but they also had a couple of guys playing Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, and the Swerve Strickland character kind of looked like Repo Man, so I was having the best day ever. It also ended with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn kind of skipping down a beach, holding hands, so I just thought this was truly terrific. I love goofy wrestling, and while we can't do all of these all of the time, I like the fact that we kind of pace them out as they do, and these two never ever miss, I'm giving it up. It also meant it was then time for Swerve Strickland versus Anthony Bowens to tie into the tag team title match at the pay-per-view. This was good too. Max has got a Jay Leno reference in during his rap, so he was on point. And once again, Daddy Ass Billy Gunn attacked Swerve before this began, and you would do that. Strickland injured his scissoring hand, and if you can't scissor in 2022, what is even the point? It was so bad the referees had to drag him away, and oddly, Max Caster left with him as well. And this is when Swerve implemented his plans. Could he been playing a lot of video games? Because he was like, if I destroy that arm, and if I hurt that arm, not only will I win here this evening, but when we get to full gear, Anthony Bones is all going to be wibbly wobbly, and I can probably win the titles. That's what he did. Anthony was also bleeding from the mouth during this, so he looked like such a badass. And at one point, I tell you, Swerve did grab his limb and just gave it a snap so horrible, it made me go oogly boogly. But then he hit the Swerve stomp. Somehow Bowen's kicked out. Somehow Tone was still able to go for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but he wasn't able to hold it down, probably because of his arm, when Swerve just hit the JML driver 
and he pinned him for the one, two, three. And the commentators were on point here too. They were like, oh no, Anthony Bowens is injured. This is going to be a problem. So this really was a good story because now I do have a tiny bit of doubt deep down in my tum-tum that maybe, just maybe, Swerve and our glory will become the tag team champions. Even though back into my brain, I think the acclaim will retain and they'll go on to take on FTR. But this is getting an up. All of it has been a barrel of laugh. The promotion then continued as we had a video for Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill for the TBS title. And as I've been saying for weeks now, somehow Nyla Rose just needs to hold on to the championship. Like, I don't think she's going to win, but I want this storyline to continue forever because every time Rose is on television, she's really, really funny. It also allowed Tony Schiavone to get into the ring because he was going to be interviewing Samoa Joe when I tell you this guy. Because he wanted to know about Joe's shocking actions last week and Joe was like, what shocking actions? What shocking actions are you talking about? I don't remember seeing anything shocking. What I do remember is Wardlow running his mouth and now he had to suffer the consequences. It's a good point, Samoa. I can't argue. He's definitely a bad guy, though, because he did turn the fans and said, I'm not going to play the victim like any of you, and basically challenged the entire locker room to come down to the ring if they had a problem with it. This brought out powerhouse Hobbs. He was like, listen, who's been kicking ass recently? It's me, and I'll kick your ass too. <laughs> when Wardlow must have teleported in for the Starship Enterprise because he attacked Samojo from behind. He whooped him for a while. And given there was a bunch of commotion with everyone coming out saying, stop, stop, please stop. Wardlow hit the ropes. <laughs> he did this dive over the top. And have you seen Ward? He's not a small man. This three-way got announced to the pay-per-view too, and it is officially my most anticipated match. Big men slapping man meets. There's no way this can be bad. Even if they set up three chairs and started playing checkers, they would still find a way to make it work. I'd give it enough. Britt Baker then cut a wonderful promo too. Bravo to her. Because she was in the back going over all of Soraya's comments. And she said, look, I do respect you, Soraya. But I am sick and tired of you disparaging me. You don't know what I've done here in AEW. You don't know my talents. You don't know my skills. Also, remember when we were at Daly's Place every single day. If you weren't here, you don't know. So you better shut up. We finished all of this by saying that the business owes nobody nothing, including Soraya. And that at full gear, she's going to whip her ass because this is her house. Now, you really do have to go and watch this. Because it was more about the way she said all of it. I think she is meant to be a heel, but I tell you, this was a damn good baby face promo, and I was kind of rooting for Britt Baker, but both of these people have done a great job in making me excited for this match, and that's what you should be doing on the Go Home Show. Give it Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. You will now not believe what happened. In fact, you should go and sit down before I say these words because it's going to knock you for six. But we had a match between the Death Triangle, Top Flight and AR Fox, and it was absolutely flipping brilliant. It puts me in a bad position because it's one of these matches again where I cannot stand here and recount it because I won't be able to do it justice. So instead, what I'm going to do is focus on Dante Martin and ask who gave him the cheat code to professional wrestling. Because at one point, he was by the ropes and he did this springboard flip thingamajig, but he never used his hands. He just jumped onto them and went, whoop, and then he landed on his feet. And he did the same thing later with a leapfrog. I understand how any of this is possible. Dante Martin is just something else entirely. Returning Darius Martin was the same, especially given everything that he has gone through. That man is basically a hero. But then again, you could say the same for every single person in this match. Like AR Fox smashed his opportunity. And we know the deal with Death Triangle, everyone was just flying around all over the place. And I don't see how you can't be entertained by this. I mean, if you're not fair play to you, I think it's crazy. I mean, the face-off between Fox and Pac I had to watch twice because I didn't actually understand it the first time I saw it because it was nuts. At one point, Pac just got thrown so high in the air like he was headed to the moon before his ass got cut. Well, not his ass, but you take my point. We then got this cool three-way drop kick by Death Triangle 2 when Darius got the hot tag and he was able to run wild. And then the tag clacks and ah went off and it was just dive, 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 dive. I mean, it was literally raining men. So honestly, just find 15 minutes today to go and watch this and be like, the whole entire time. And it finished when Death Triangle had built up all their meters. They all hit their finishing moves. Pack hit the black arrow onto Fox and he got the one, two, three. Just terrific, fun and entertaining and wonderful, and beautiful. I am giving it up. You know the pack is super angry these days too, so he took a microphone. He's like, listen, do you think we don't watch the show? Do you think we're buffoons? Of course we're not stupid. Of course we're not fools. We've seen what's been going on. So hey, the elite, if you want to take us on at full gear, maybe we should just get to it. This is when we cut to the full gear graphic too, and we saw Death Triangle on one side, and then somebody just like applied a cross face. The other side of the screen, the Young Bucks Kenny Omega did appear. So this match is now official. It did get a big cheer. And here's what I'm going to do. I am going to give it an up because once again, it made my tum-tum go funny because I am excited about this. But you've got to call a spade a spade. It was a little bit lame. I mean, you could have done anything here. It's professional wrestling. You could have had a goat walk down and gone, bah, Kenny Omega, bah, the Young Bucks. Now, admittedly, that would have been hard to train that goat, but it's something you could have done. And instead, we just kind of did what George Lucas did for a lot of the Star Wars films. Now, it's not a massive problem. And given all the controversy, it's probably best we just do leave this in the past and move on. But I saw a lot of tweets this morning aimed at me going, Simon, don't you just think that was a little bit weak? I was like, yeah, fair enough. Down, but honestly, 
This match gonna be fire. Ricky Starks then confirmed that his match with Lance Archer in the World Title Eliminated Tournament will be on Rampage, mostly because Lance tried to murder him last week. And given that we were talking about that tournament, it was time for Ethan Page versus Bandido. Now this really was an interesting one because on paper, neither of these guys should have lost. Ethan Page is on a tear right now and should win the thing, but also Bandido is just through the door. And when you do debut in a company, the best way to do it is win, 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 win. There was always gonna be some shenanigans in this because Stokely Hathaway was at ringside. But honestly, I thought both these guys took their opportunity and they absolutely smashed it, especially when it came to the second part of the match. And as always, too, this bandido, he doesn't make any sense. It's like he's a top trump machine. At one point, he's being strong, then he's being quick, then he's being agile, then he's doing flippy dippy doodah stuff. I actually think he can do everything to the point we should just put him on a baking show. We should put him on a baking reality show. Because I bet he would come out with a wonderful cake and we'd be like, see, he's doing it again. But at one point, he gave a stalling suplex to Ethan. And have you seen Paige? Yes, of course you have. If not, he'll be up there right now. He is not a small man. As already mentioned, Stokely Hathaway was always going to do something at one point, so he grabbed Bandido's foot, which allowed Ethan to get back into this. But honestly, a few minutes later, the masked man hit a moonsault that was so perfect, we may have to retire the move. Look at my face. I am not exaggerating. There was then more cutters in this match, so I was laughing, because 2022 has become the year of the cutter, when Ethan was like, well, wait a minute, I beat Eddie Kingston last week with an avalanche ego's edge. Why don't I just do the same? So they did start tussling on the top, but Bandido reversed this. He hit this massive hurricanrana and he followed it up with a frog splash. And I tell you, that was a damn good near fall. He also did this one-handed press slam, which I'm just like, <laughs> this guy is absolutely crazy. And then once again, they went back to the top and Ethan Page hit this flying shoulder tackle, which was also pretty damn good. He then hit the ego's edge and he pinned Bandido for the uno dos tres. And this was far cleaner than I was expecting, to the point I ain't even bringing the distraction counter down. I can't help but love all of this though, because I just like Ethan Page and I hope he does get a proper push. And look, eventually it is gonna be Bandido's time. And as soon as you give him the ball, he is gonna run with it or flip around with it, giving it up. We then have another video for Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus as they are gonna have a cage match at full gear. I get that's pretty good. When we cut to Renee Paquette, who is with Soraya, and once again, she just said motivating and exciting words about her match with Britt Baker. And not only am I pumped for this, I'm not 100% sure who is going to win. I mean, it should be the former Paige, but would I bet my brain on it? No, just wrestling. What a waste of time. We then had another VT that did explain why Yoon Akiyama and Takeshita are coming in to take on Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And basically, Eddie Kingston is a massive fan of Akiyama, so Tony Khan went and made it happen. Now that is just nice, my friends, and I ain't ever getting mad at being nice having a rampage. But then had one of those matches after this, because it was Tony Storm versus Anna JAS, and if Anna had won, she would have become the number one contender for the interim AEW Women's Championship. If you want to go, wait a minute, what matches did she win to deserve this? Well, I don't know. I can't answer that, although she was filling in for the bunny who felt sick this evening. She wasn't able to come to work, so mostly I just hope she's okay. Also, this was fun. It did feel a little bit after the fact because most people are focused on Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, which is going to happen at the pay-per-view. I mean, it would like doing John Moxley versus Nick Comarato. You're not going to buy in totally. But I tell you, I am 99% sure that at one point, Anna J.A.S., kicked Tony Storm's leg from under her leg. So somewhere Owen Hart was smiling, 
know, you know. Anna then tried to choke Tony out, and can you imagine if that was the finish? When Storm came back with the forearm, she came back with the fez press, and she hit this fisherman suplex with a bridge. And I tell you, when you get that right, it looks pretty damn good. Storm also hit Sweet Chick Music, which sent Anna JS outside of the ring, but this was the worst idea, because when Tone went to get her, Anna just threw her into Simba the Steel Steps and chucked her right into the floor. And was this a disqualification? No. So I have some more homework for you. Go and tell someone who doesn't watch wrestling this today. Somebody was thrown into some metal. That was perfectly fine. Once again, they'll just shake your head like, man, am I disappointed in you. When they got back in the ring too, Anna went straight for the Queen Slayer because she is a smart one. Very sadly for her, this didn't work. She ended up in the corner. She got slammed with that sweet cheek music again, which always looked like it sucked. Tony Storm locked in the Texas Cloverleaf and Anna JS tapped out instantly, which I always appreciate. I like an instant tap out. Jamie Hayter was out like a truck after this too, so she could stare at Tony Storm. Because I already told you, when you do stare at someone, it means important things are going down. And all of this has been ticking along very nicely. And at the pay-per-view, we used to do one of two things. Britt Baker screws Jamie Hayter so we can start that feud. Or Jamie Hayter should win the title. It's just how I feel about it. Up. We then got our proper graphic for AEW coming to London in 2023. And I cannot lie, I am so damn excited. It made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. As we said last week too, somehow I am going to try and get on one of these shows. If you're going, Simon, why do you deserve to be on one of your shows? I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. But I like to shoot my shot. And I like to manifest things into existence. Because I believe life is about experiences. So I've said it now, we will wait and see. All of this did mean that Dynamite ended in a very rare way, because we weren't having a match, we were having an angle or a promo off, because it was time to build everything between MJF and John Moxley for their AEW World title match. And I had no problem with this. I thought it was great. Mox was with William Regal, and I'm still convinced that Regal is going to get involved somehow. As Jonathan told us, look, I am the best. I am the champion, and I'm a little bit sick in the head. Okay. He also fights a lot, unlike Max, who only has one win in the last six months, which was over Wheeler Utah. And then talked about that ladder match. and was like, oh, yeah, you were in that too. And that was the worst ending to one of those things that I've ever seen. Admittedly, it was very controversial. He also told MGF that he wants to see some balls at the pay-per-view, and let's hope he doesn't mean that literally, when the firm arrived, and yeah, they got in the ring, and they started to beat everybody up. And this is when MGF did make his entrance. He then beat up the firm while telling Stokely Hathaway, you have to flub off, I don't want any of this. MGF also continued in this kind of babyface run. He's got the microphone and he said to John Moxley, look, the reason I just did that is because I want you to be 100% at the pay-per-view and I don't want any excuses. <laughs> yes, a lot of the words that came out of his mouth were just a little bit like CM Punk's pipe bomb promo. Let the speculation begin. He also told Regal he's going to do it properly this time. He doesn't need the diamond ring, but he is going to walk away, the AEW world champion. And then as soon as he had dropped the whole the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist line, John Moxley kind of grabbed the microphone and was like, listen, pal, you got to shut up. You're going to have to up your game at the weekend. He didn't know if it was Saturday or Sunday because I'm basically going to kill you and leave you lying in the ring in a pool of your own blood. Regal was in the middle of them the whole time as well and he was staring at MJF. And I tell you, there is something going on here. If I had to guess, I would say that Maxwell Jacob Friedman is going to become the All Elite Wrestling World Champion, but he ain't going to do it in a good way. He's going to be the villain. 
jealous. Isn't this great though? We don't know. You don't know. I don't know. My nan doesn't know. My fake dog doesn't know. That should always be the whole point. So now I rock into full gear, full of anticipation and full of joy. I like that. There's a good feeling deep down in that there old tum-tum. This is easily ganging up. It is going to be a blast. Which did indeed bring us to the end to Dynamite. And I thought this was a very good show. They always seem to understand and know what they're doing. When we do have a pay-per-view just around the corner, giving it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.